Hello and welcome to Organising to Win, the trade union podcast from Unison Northwest. In this episode and in the second of our series, The Future is Now, celebrating the TUC's Year of the Young Worker, Lindsay Marchant speaks to Unison representative, nurse and young member Ian Mooney about his experience of being a nursing student, the impact that cuts to the nursing bursary have had and why trade unions are so important for young people working in the UK. Hi, my name's Lindsay Marchant. I am the Young Members Organiser for Northwest Unison. My job is to support the Young Members Forum in Unison. I'm here today with Ian Mooney. He's ex-Young um, Members Co-Chair of the Young Members Forum in Unison Northwest. And we're here today to talk about the decimation of the nursing bursary for nurses. Just to give a small bit of background, Nursing and midwifery used to be courses that had some funding attached to them um, when people were going through the qualifications uh, and the degree uh, rather than being fully fee paying at the same rate as what all courses are now. Obviously that has um, been taken away. If people didn't know that, that's a bit of a, a wake up call for people. So now people who want to do nursing and midwifery degrees have to pay the full £9,000 a year and obviously find ways to fund their life as well. Um, I'm here today to talk to Ian. Hi, Ian. How are you Hi. doing? Okay. Um, so just, you know, you're a nurse. Tell me about how you got into nursing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I... Growing up, um, I wasn't very well myself, so I was in and out of hospital growing up. And I've just always, so I, I know it sounds very cliche, but I've just always wanted to help others. And health has always been something that I've been quite attracted to. So as soon as I left school, I went to college and I, I studied biology and chemistry and sociology. And that sort of put my mind straight on the on the path towards something to do with health whether it be physio therapy or nursing yeah that's what what okay. drove me there yeah lovely um so what was doing your nursing qualification like when did you do your qualification um what was your experiences there i started my qualification in march 2010 and it was like nothing i've ever ever experienced there i'm Obviously, I'm only a second person in my family to go to university, and it was something that I travelled uh, from home, so I didn't have the typical university uh, life. Uh, a lot of a lot of your nursing training is done on wards; it's placement type, so it's seen as medicine. Um, so much like doctors, where they come into the ward and they do um, hands-on care uh, and competencies that's what we that's what we do so the first year is by far the hardest we had about eight essays uh, to do as well as working real hours as well for no pay like with you know fitting with the numbers you class the supernumerary which means obviously not counted in the numbers but you, you know you are in the numbers and you do a lot of the work and that's how you learn but it, it's definitely a baptism of fire Okay, lovely. So you said you, did you start your qualification in 2010? Yeah. Um, what was your situation then? Was the nursing bursary around? Yeah, it was, yeah. So I actually had a choice. Um, I I come from quite a poor background, uh, growing up in this industrial town, three brothers, my dad's retired um, miner and shipbuilder. My mother was a domestic in the NHS. She's now retired as well by the time I'd started and I had a choice of either 
I could do the nursing diploma, which at the end of the day, it still leaves you the same. You're still a qualified nurse or nursing degree. And the degree would leave me uh, having to get a student loan and ultimately in debt. The nursing diploma meant that my tuition fees were paid for and I got a bursary of £500 a month mm-hmm. to, for travel and living expenses. So obviously, I, I, even though I went, I went to college and I got uh, the grades, I took the diploma. So that that's what was on offer for me. And Makes that's, that's what I took. Sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what, what kind of positive impact would you say um, having the diploma and having that funding gave to your life both during the time of your qualification and afterwards? And can you, did you know anyone, as a secondary question, who did the degree and, and didn't get the funding? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for a start, there's no chance I could have afforded to, to go and do the uh, dipl- a degree or move away as well. Um, I just couldn't do it. I'd, I'd I wouldn't have been able to have the help of my family. I would have been in debt, and if it didn't work out, then I would have been left with that. There's there's all sorts there, and I know people who did go off and do the degree, and they they dropped out because there's a high dropout rate as well from first year because it is really, like I said, it is really a baptism of fire, and it's hard, especially when the majority of people that start are actually older women who have families and you get a lot of single women with families as well join so I was the second youngest on the course oh really yeah yeah there's not a lot of young people I was the only male (laughs) (laughs) um which I was kind of prepared for um but a lot of older ladies and you got to think about that home life work balance and it was really hard for them to to manage and a lot of them dropped out and then you've got to think well they're stuck with that debt on top of that because they've done a degree yeah jeez and i mean obviously you're you're still nursing now yeah um do you know anyone who's you know do you have any student nurse do you have any interaction with them while you know as they're going through now because obviously they won't have the bursary yeah. or anything so they're they're obviously again paying paying for the degree and sort of trying to pay for their lives while they're doing mm. all this ward time including night shift as well it's all unpaid um are they having conversations about their financial situations i mean what's the general yeah pick up from their experiences well the hospital that i work in is a university hospital so it is for students and uh, the ward that i work on at the moment is signed up to a student uh, program so we get quite a few especially the new apprentice ones as well but um basically the 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 ones that i work with a mentor and um, a lot of them have to spend the days that they're not either in university or on the ward doing bank shifts so mm-hmm. as clinical support workers just to earn extra money and you can tell that it just learned they're approaching burnout with it yeah because yeah. They, they need to get that money a lot of them commute and they go away to university sometimes in manchester and they'll come back on the weekend just to do 13 hour shifts just to earn wow. a bit of money Jeez. in the local hospital so it, that's the hard part for them now and that's something that luckily i never had to do i never had to do any extra shifts any bank shifts yeah. So I, w- I was more refreshed and I had more time for my essays. But you hear stories of them saying, you know, coming in and they'll tell me openly that 
they've only had a couple of hours sleep because they finished the placement at eight o'clock at night. Then they had wow. to st- stay up and do an essay that had to be in for whatever time in the morning. And then they've got to come in again today. And it's that balance. Wow. Not, oh, not a balance. Well, yeah, not a balance. Yeah. And how do you think your life would have been different if you would have had to do your training without your bursary? What do you think that would impact that would have had on your life? I, I often think about this and I, I, I don't know whether I would have done it. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly don't know if I'd done it. Because I, I often say to the students now, I don't think I could do it now. Yeah. I really do not think I could do it now. It just seems so intricate and so hard. There's such a wall in place now. But back when I was doing it, I did have a tough decision and that was, you know, do I do this or do I do I take the tuition fees on the, and the student loans mm. and go about it that way? And I honestly don't know what, what I would have done now. I mean, obviously, nursing's all I, all I know because I've done it from a young age. It's the only real job that I've ever done. Uh, so it is ingrained in me. Uh, but maybe some something else I would have done. I don't. I honestly don't know. Oh, no, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, we know each other through unison. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Unison, to just give a bit of background, has always, always fought the decimation of the nursing bursary and mm-hmm. still continues to fight that and be active in fighting that and fighting for workers' rights, including those training as well. Yeah. Um, how did you just get involved with Unison? If you don't mind me asking, what was your connection? Was it something to do with, you know, directly with your nursing experience? How? Uh, well, when I, when I signed up um, at university, I was with a different professional body. And then when I when I qualified, um, in my first year of being a qualified nurse, um, I had some issues with, with time and rotors. They just brought in a new electronic system, basically, <laughs> and it wasn't working correctly, and it was saying that I owed, like, 200 hours, and this was trying to be forced on me by my workplace at the time. And the current professional body that I was with um, no, no, had no representation within the area, so I switched over to Unison after actually meeting uh, Unison convener in the in the hallway, uh, who I noticed had had the badge on, and I'd, I'd known anyway for uh, quite a while just to say hi to. And obviously, once the period was up where I could be represented, um, I sat down with them straight away, told them the circumstances, and within a week we were sat round with. Uh, my line manager and it was sorted and it was the effectiveness of it I've always been I've always been political and I've always been interested in the labour movement anyway but I wasn't actively involved in the trade union movement and the fact that there was an office on site and how effectively my issue was sorted I just thought I, I want to be involved in this so I started making a couple of inquiries and it was actually around the time that an AGM was coming up. So I was invited along and uh, got to know people and they, they basically said, because I was, oh, I don't know, about 24 at the time, 23, 24, and um, they basically said, look, we, we've, we need a young member's um, voice if you if you want to come on as an officer and we'll send you loads of information. This is all the stuff that you can do and go to and meet people. 
and yeah it just sort of spiraled from there yeah okay oh fabulous um obviously in your where we're at now is that you're not just um doing your nursing as well you're now the um counselor for and health and wellbeing spokesperson for Barrow Borough Council. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened there to make to make the leap from obviously um, being a nurse, being a nurse and being active in your, in, in your branch to becoming more active and becoming a counsellor? Uh, once I got into, into the trade union movement and started uh, attending more meetings and especially going around the country to like young members weekends and conferences, I realised how much the the Labour Party and the Labour Link have a say in policy and around this time I joined up as a member of the Labour Party anyway for my own political leanings and it just sort of they just married perfectly and the opportunities that were there to help try and create Labour policy as well um, were fantastic and I remember going to conference um, I think it was two years ago, uh, 2017, and Jeremy Corbyn actually got up with the new manifesto and he said, you know, 80% of this was written basically by Unison. And it was stuff that we'd been fighting for for a long time. And it was just brilliant to have that voice and, you know, a party there that represented what ultimately we've been fighting for our members. Okay, brilliant. Well, we're just about to go now because I know you've got many other meetings and things to do today. So I really want to thank you for your time. But I am going to sneak an extra little question in on you, if that's all right. Yeah. And that's just if you had sort of any advice to give to young workers um, in nursing or the public services about becoming active or joining trade unions, what would that be? Don't be afraid. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. A lot of stuff I did off the cuff. I took stu- took ideas and ran with them. I um, a lot of things I did. I I did a lot of organising sometimes on my own, and I got my branch sort of helped me and um, basically give me a blessing. And I'd get posters done, and I'd I'd just do stuff. And I did it in the way of if I get told off, it'll be afterwards. <laughs> and it, I've, I've already done it, and it worked. And it created uh, a good relationship between me, myself and the members. People knew who I was. People uh, people knew to come to me. And it, it just helps. I, I just go in bold. And it, it is hard, especially as a young member in a union that's mostly dominated by people that are, you know, fairly older than you. But, um, yeah, definitely go in bold. That's all we've got time for for this month, but we'll be back soon with another episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to access resources connected to this month's programme alongside previous episodes of the podcast, head over to our website at www.unisonnw.org forward slash podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform as well. Thanks for listening. <laughs>